Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell and I'm Mitchell Wolf. Holy God, Mitchell, it's been mm-hmm. yep. It's been a spell since you've been on this podcast since you've graced us with your presence. It's been about a year, has it not? I I suppose that it has been and I'm terribly sorry about neglecting you for that long. Um it's one of the greatest shames of my life. I love being on the conversation, and I'm I'm so happy to be back right now. Well, you've been a busy, a a, a busy little bee there, Mitchell. You you've been you've been hard at work, uh, helping bring best-selling video games to life, uh, to the masses, and uh, I can't fault you for that. Uh, I've tried. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's been a that's been. Because that happened in April, that's been the the top half of my year's greatest concern. Uh, The bottom half of this year's greatest concern is this phone call that we're having right now, actually. Right, right. I think that I can do about as much impact in... in, as as what I did on that video game, as I, what I can do here. Well, I can't wait to see the Metacritic scores for this episode. I'm sure you'll be waiting with bated breath. No, uh... I wanted to have you on the podcast before the year's out, before the season's out, and um, you had an idea for this episode that right. I didn't fully understand, but in my zeal to book you, I agreed to it, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to regret that, because usually, Mitchell, I come into these episodes, you know, you you've sat in and done plenty of these with me over the last several years i i have meticulous notes i have show notes sometimes upwards of 30 pages worth of show notes where i attempt to in my best form chronicle the history of the topic at hand but this was pitched to me in such a nebulous vague state that i couldn't prepare for it and so I am going into this episode completely um, just absent of any prep work. And it is sobering. It is frightening. I feel exposed. Mm-hmm. I feel naked. And I don't know. It's kind of intoxicating. I, I have to admit, it's giving me a little bit of a thrill to to just kind of bare my ass in front of our audience. So thank you for the titillation, Mitchell. Well, absolutely. I'm always happy to tit you, but Mm -hmm. I think that I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't give you a little bit of something to bite on while we think about what we're going to do here today. Okay. You are now uh, self-employed. Correct. You work at at DK Vine, I believe, is the name of the company. Yes. And you are your own boss. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. Thank you for thank you for confirming. It would have been really embarrassing if none of that was true. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you have been doing this for a long time, though. You've been doing uh, DK Vine management on and off since 1999, which is about 72 years. And I just wanted to tell you... That, first off, 
we all appreciate what you're doing. And I say we, and what I mean uh, is, is just everyone in the community at large. We appreciate what you're doing. The fans of the Nintendo stuff, the fans of the Rare stuff, the Platonic stuff, the any or all in between, the none of it. We see what Heil Russell gets done, and we think, that guy is amazing. He deserves a raise. You'll never give yourself one, but he deserve it. Now, what you don't have is maybe a little time to do some self-reflection. Uh-huh. This uh-huh. is a part of anybody's healthcare system, the ability to regulate your own uh, biochemistry, if you will. But we're talking now about professional chemistry, the uh, bits of yourself that you get to think about when you sit down and, and really analyze your uh, past, present, and future path through your professional purview. And Heil, I'm just really excited that I get to be the person here with you today talking about how it's going, how how it's all happening. Uh, now, w- what I will say is that if you worked at a major company mm-hmm. and um, a, a company large enough to staff its own HR department, for example, you would have a performance review maybe once a year or some other rate. And the performance review from the employee's perspective would be one meeting where you just have an interview, talk about what you do. Yeah. But what is actually happening behind the scenes when those happen is that there's two meetings. It's the first one with you, the employee, and then the second one that happens afterward between that person interviewing you and upper management where they can deliver the data that they obtain because it's important to know how you're doing. So today, because you are a self-employed individual, we're going to have both halves of that conversation here on the podcast, one after the other. And I can <laughs> only hope that uh, we get something out of it. We we become better inclined to do the work that we do. We become more excited, maybe, about the work that we do. Anything that I can help you help yourself with is something I'm happy to help myself with. Well, Mitchell, first of all, I have to say thank you for bringing such high-concept episodes to this long-running podcast. And number two, things like performance reviews are exactly the reason why I decided to pursue a path of self-employment. Because I hate this kind of shit. This, This is the kind of stuff that just fills me with misery and dread, which is fine. I mean, a little bit of misery and dread here or there, we all have to deal with it one time or another in our lives. And so it's perhaps a little bit of spice I need to keep me on my toes, to keep me honest as a self-employed Donkey yeah, Kong yeah. journalist. Um, I, I, I do have to question the wisdom of giving me a performance review when I'm about a month into my self-employment. A, a month that has coincided. Well, I to talk about that first. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Because this this last month has seen me uh, sort of recover a little bit from the stress and the strain I put on myself, juggling so much and trying to keep DK DK Vine running for so long that you know I developed chronic fatigue, and so a large part of the last month has been kind of resting and getting the youthful spring back in my step that was slowly drained out of me. But 
it also coincided with uh, Thanksgiving, and and I had three different Thanksgiving dinners I had to attend in a week's time. So I don't feel like I've been at my A game this past month. Like th- this has kind of been mid Heil, you know, as as the kids would say these days. I I have been just not at my usual top tier of entertainment and professional Donkey Kong journalism. So in my defense, I feel like this is far too soon. Okay. Uh, Well, that actually feeds into my first question, which is, do you feel that you sometimes use self-deprecative underestimation of yourself to deflect from lower scores in reviews? (laughs) Because I think you're nailing it. Lower scores in reviews. So you just you just swipe this from work, or um, like, did you find this online? I've written this all myself. Heil. Ri- this okay, is, I, I tailored right. it specifically to you. Okay. Do you think of yourself as a tired person? Uh, by the way, you you were bringing that up about your stress levels, and I think that's very understandable. You've been doing this for a long time, and it takes a lot of time out of your day. Um, do you think of yourself as a tired person? Tired? Yes. Uh, well, not so much as I did maybe a month, month and a half ago. But yes, generally, I have been uh, exhausted. I mentioned my chronic fatigue that I brought mm-hmm. upon myself trying to bring Donkey Kong journalism to the world. So yeah, I, I, I get a little sleepy from time to time. I have to take a little, little cat nap every now and again. And, uh, it, it does take it out of you, especially since you, if you've been doing this since 1999 and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't had a new Donkey Kong game, a standalone Donkey Kong game in nearly a decade. So I have to really stretch sometimes to, to deliver content to people. So it, it is exhausting. Sometimes, uh, I, I just do a social media post and, uh, I'm, I break out in sweats. I can imagine the pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's basically me. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I have, and, and and this is you know me completely taking on way too much self importance in what I do. But I, I feel like it's up to me f- to to get people enthusiastic about these properties that you know maybe the. The people who actually own them and are responsible for their well-being uh, let slide from time to time. So I'm like, oh wow, I haven't done a I haven't done a post lately about Conker's Pocket Tales. Wow. Well, somebody's got to do it, and I guess it's got to be me. And um, I I don't know. I I don't feel like I should internalize all of that because it's really none of my business whether people are talking about Conker's Pocket Tales, is it? <laughs> Well, is it? I mean, it is my, I've made it my business, whether they want it or not, wh- whether the, the fine folks at Xbox Studios want it or not, I've made it my business. I've taken on the responsibility. They're not giving me money, but I, I'm like, you know, somebody has to stand up for this nonsense. And uh, it's not going to be anybody else because nobody else is doing it. So, sure. A key deliverable I would like us to um, <laughs> try gleaning from today's efforts uh-huh. Is a job description. What do we want you to do in order to feel A, satisfied about yourself, uh, B, 
feeling that you're benefiting the public with what you do if you choose to make that a priority. And C, to keep up any kind of internal metric for quality that we might have for ourselves. If we have something like that, we might be able to um, alleviate some of that stress because we might be uh, internalizing some of the vagueness, if you will, of the job that you have. And it it, it is a little vague. It, it's a little vague. Yeah. Um, yeah. And exporting it onto a clear set of standardized rules, which I know is a big deal with you. You love your rules. I, I, I like a you firm's... Love your rule-based systems. Yeah, I, 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 I do enjoy a, a chain of logic that is upheld over time that we can base our entire fan fandoms, uh, fan enthusiasm, notions of shared lineage between games I, I i enjoy a good rule yes i i will say that about myself but by the way M- mitchell this is really weird mm-hmm. because normally you would be doing this behind closed doors you know i i i've sat in on on this in my day you know i i've i've been on the receiving end of this and usually you're in a in an office uh and, and it's just you and the other person maybe there's a third person in the room with you but generally it is a private affair sure i'm live streaming this for our five dollar and up patrons right now so i've got ray day pinball i've got just andre i've got freezer and i've got l in there in the room with me and you a- a- as you're mm-hmm. trying to peel back the layers of my brain and I feel a little bit on the spot, and I'm starting to sweat a little bit because I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me. Do you always feel like that there's a lot of pressure on you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I okay. So let let me be honest. Let let me mm-hmm. bear my soul a little bit. I will wake up in the morning and I will feel completely on edge until I get out some sort of social media post to let people know, hey, Kyle Russell from DK Vine is alive and he's ready to conquer the day with with with, uh, with insight on 25-year-old video games. It's a rituals make us, Kyle. Rituals yeah, make yeah. us. Yeah. So so I'll do that and then generally that will alleviate the pressure. It it will make me feel like okay, uh, I have been seen, I have been heard. People are temporarily satiated, but it's more like a little sugar high, a social media post, right? Generally, to get a, mm-hmm. a bigger hit, I have to write a news article, get out a podcast, maybe even a video or or stream, and then I will feel at the end of the day like I put in a good day's work. And if I fail to hit any of those metrics. If I have middling social media posts, they don't have much engagement. If I, you know, m- maybe uh, had to delay the podcast because of co-host availability or illness. If my my, my streaming isn't working right, if if Twitch is acting up or or I'm having technical difficulties on my end, I feel like a failure and my whole day is derailed and I go into a dark fugue state. It sounds to me that you're putting a lot of your expectations for success on things that you can't control. 
right like twitch being down or yes technical yes. problems that are beyond your scope of fixing oh but but if it's on my end that is within my control it's if it's if it's something that's on my end then i blame myself and that is the hardest thing about being the world's first and only donkey kong journalist is while i have an amazing staff uh, at dk vine uh cameron just joined the room hello cameron this this is getting more awkward by the minute it's a volunteer staff, right? Unless I'm commissioning them for art, as I do Cameron and Dustin from time to time. Everybody's doing it just of their own volition. They're just they're, like they'll get very meager T-shirt royalties. By the way, I would love to plug our T-shirt shop at T Public if if you would let me right now, Mitchell. I know that's unorthodox in this type of setting, but I generally excuse me. It's part of your job, actually. So I would love to see you do some. You're blowing my mind right now, Mitchell. So if you go to T Public. And search for DK Vine or just type in dkvine.com forward slash merchandise in that little URL bar. You can go to our merchandise shop and what a lovely time of year it is to head to our merchandise shop. T Public has sales the entire month of December. And wouldn't you know it, we have new merch for the month as well. Now, I do need to be upfront with everyone. We have had a regrettable hiccup in our merchandise offerings for the very first time ever. You see, last month we rolled out the Goodnight Big Ape City shirt, a delightful merging, if you will, of the world of Donkey Kong and the world of beloved 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. It, it was uh, the Frasier logo redone in the style of Donkey Kong. It, it had the word donkey. It had the Big Ape City skyline from Donkey Konga 2 and some girders in the background as well. Had the blimp from Donkey Kong Land. It was a very popular design and it took off immediately. It became one of our best-selling shirts and our first ever mug and travel mug. And I was feeling really good about it. Everybody seemed to really be enjoying it. And then it turned out that uh, because they're doing a Frasier revival right now on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frasier aired on NBC back in the day, but it's actually owned now by CBS and Paramount. So they sent out their little bots to see if anybody was selling any unauthorized Frasier merchandise. And while our design fell under fair use uh, because it, it was just parody Apparently, the fidelity, how close it hewed to the Fraser logo caused uh, CBS's lawyers to send uh, send a, a cease and desist T Public's way. And we got a DMCA takedown of our Goodnight Big Ape City shirt. So thankfully, a lot of people got it before it happened. But if you go to our merchandise shop right now, it is not available. I hope to be able to offer it once again in the future, but I want to steer clear of Paramount's lawyers. But in the meantime, Mitchell, oh my God, for the holidays, we have the brand new t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, coffee mug, and travel mug. You can get it in all of these variations. The I wish I was the walrus design based on the classic Matt Cornot holiday song 
for DK Vine. And if, if you're a fan of Walrus Cove from Diddy Kong Racing, you will want to get this shirt or maybe sweatshirt or hoodie or mug, if you will. However you want it, you can have it and it can be a part of your holiday traditions. And that's at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise or just by finding us on Public. And I want to thank you, Mitchell, for letting me do that in the middle of my performance review. Well, thank you so much for showing me how you work. That was edifying. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Heil, I, A, think that you just did a great job. Oh, well, but thanks. But B, can tell that you were a little nervous about how this performance review is going to go from here <laughs> on out. So if you would join me just really quickly. Yeah. We're going to do a bit of an exercise. In. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. I, I have to breathe? Hold it. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold it. Kegels are amazing. Are you ready? <laughs> can I be can I be frank with you? Rather than Heil for a second. Please. I generally don't breathe all that much on the conversation. I'm usually gasping for air by the end of it because it's just a full-on sprint for upwards of four hours. And just just taking the time for myself to, to breathe. I didn't realize my brain could actually take in oxygen while I'm doing a conversation. That's game changing. Yeah. I think that there might be a number of aspects about doing any kind of job that you make yourself that feel more rigid than they necessarily are. You can breathe during a podcast Mm. because you can do anything you want during a podcast. You can make the rules yourself. All right. Uh, That's... (laughs) How do you feel about that information? (laughs) I mean, believe it or not, I I try to keep the conversation to a somewhat professional standard. I I don't... Breathing won't diminish the profession. That's actually so important to me that you know that. Breathing breathing will not lose (laughs) listeners. It will not uh, make anyone upset. It will not tank your uh, viewership. You will be good if you breathe. It'll be fine. The thing is, I will have to edit that breathing out, and that will just Don't add, you dare do that. That will just add another little, like, bump along the way in my workday. And, and that's, that's another thing people don't realize. Like, a lot of these professional podcasts that people listen to, they are edited not by the host. They're they're edited by a completely right. separate team. The, all the host is doing, they might do you know the prep work, write interview questions, but they just show up, they record, they send it off to get edited. That's it. Uh, everything I'm doing right now is in house. So I edit the conversation myself. I edit videos myself. Like it, it's I, I can't afford to outsource any of my post-production. So I have to keep that in mind when I'm doing a a conversation. So if I have a little pause in the discussion to do deep breaths to sort of recenter myself, well, then, one, that'll just take people out of the podcast. And I already know, like, plugging our Patreon at dkbun.com forward slash Patreon 
or our Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash DKVine, that takes people out. Every time we do it, the people are like, I, I skip forward. I skip past that part. And I don't want people to start skipping past my breathing. Hmm. I don't think that they will. Okay. Okay. I don't think that they will. I think it's time. You told me earlier that yeah. you had some calls that you'd like to take during this performance review. We still haven't started the official <laughs> performance it? review. Okay. All no. right. So, <laughs> but we, uh, I think it's a great time to jump into some calls and, and see what some other people, your, uh, your demographic. Yeah. Would like to say about your performance. And again, in every performance review I've ever sat in on, I've never had outside opinions directly solicited. Like, maybe this happens. Maybe you get like customer satisfaction read back to you. And maybe that's what this could Mm -hmm. be just a more direct method where you actually have to hear the customer berate you for what you're doing wrong. So. I don't I I just assumed this episode would be a roast where I would just be sitting on stage and a bunch of people would just be tearing into me with the most vulgar and blue insults you could ever imagine. So I I I like I put up a wall coming into this Mitchell. So you you've already kind of taken apart that wall and now I have to take these calls where that that might actually be the case where I get roasted. And then my feelings will be hurt. And that will be on you, my friend. Yeah, I thought <laughs> we we were speaking with our mutual friend, Chris, in a Discord uh, chat. And he said, well, I'm sure it's going to be mostly really abstract, nonsensical questions like this, that, and the other. And I realized it would be way, way funnier if I really did a performance review <laughs> and if I really actually found out how well you're doing. Uh, so that's the decision I've chosen. Okay. Um, let's see what the listeners at home have chosen. All right. Let's, let's hear what our, our first listener expects out of me and, and my, what they think of my job performance thus far. Hey, DK Vine, John Tessier here calling in for another episode of the conversation. Kyle, it's great to hear that you're doing DK Vine full-time. I am so excited for what you're going to bring to the table now that you're going uh, full-time at this. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to add some of my expertise because uh, a little bit about me, uh, I've actually worked in radio for uh, several years as a radio producer. Um, and so, uh, you know, podcast is a little bit different of a media, but I'd like to uh, give my expertise, uh, give you some uh, ideas for conversations uh, going forward that will help you uh, in your performance review with Mitchell, give you give you some ideas. Uh, so the first idea I had for a conversation uh, in the future would be mind-altering substances in the DKU. I think that would be a really interesting topic. Obviously, Conquer takes a lot of mind-altering substances, but there's also, like, what is a mind-altering substance? Are Mumbo tokens mind-altering substances? Because you take them to Mumbo, and he uses them as magic to change you into a completely different creature. So is that technically mind-altering? I don't know. You know, I think it could be an interesting dis- uh, discussion. Another discussion we could do, uh, or, you know, obviously uh, anyone could do, is uh, Mario 64 versus Banjo-Kazooie. You could have someone uh, on on the podcast, and you could debate them, heavily debate them on which, uh, which game is better. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also, what about a character witness for Lanky Kong? How have we not done that yet? We have to... We have to talk about the most interesting character in the DKU, 
which is Lanky Kong. Okay, that's enough of my ideas because I know you've probably got a billion of them that are probably way better. But I just wanted to give a little bit of my expertise, uh, and I'm so happy you're doing this full time. Uh, can't wait to see what else comes from DK Vine in the future. All right, have a good episode, guys. Can't wait to listen. Bye. Well, thank you, John. A- and I have to say that one wasn't so bad. I was bracing myself. I, I-, I thought he was going to give me the business there, but it was actually really pleasant. And he gave me a lot of well wishes, which I, I-, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, John, John Tessier has always been a, a lovely caller so i i don't know why i expected the worst i think you've just put me on edge mitchell i think this whole thing is just the nightmare scenario for 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 me somebody who is so fragile and delicate when people say hey can i talk to you about something yeah they just ask that question without saying what the thing is um what percentage of the time do you interpret that as a very negative thing they need to talk about. 100% of the time. I I think I'm there with you. I think that's the <laughs> smart way to do it, frankly. <laughs> I don't even think that's unhealthy. That's just good thinking. Generally, ge- generally, whenever there's a pregnant pause in a sentence, I'm bracing for the worst. I'm, I'm bracing for the shoot to drop. But I, I've discussed this before, how I just automatically assume any unknown is going to be negative. And I think that stems from the unintentional trauma afflicted upon me by my parents. Because when I was a kid and the phone would ring after a certain time of night, my mom would scream, someone's dead. And I internalized that. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. 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 I mean, she she didn't know what she was doing. I mean, that's, that's probably why I will never have kids because I don't want to paid forward i don't want to put my traumas onto them but um yeah it's it's um it's interesting how screwed up i am and and how i'm probably not the steadiest hand at the wheel of dk behind but here we are uh freezer asked me uh do you think your fans hate you generally i think everyone barely tolerates me freezer i i think that Hmm. uh people put up with me (laughs) I, but I don't think I would I, – I, I wouldn't even say I would have fans, right? We're all just fans of the same thing. And DK Vine, by just sheer persistence, is the biggest outlet for those things because we didn't close down in the early aughts like everyone else did. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's That's a complicated question. You're just opening cans upon cans of worms in my brain right now, but – well, yeah, I, I do want to talk about that call uh, yeah, because okay. there's two things that I, I think are important to take out of that. One, sure. they were very excited. Yeah. For you, just existing in your <laughs> own space, being self-employed, yeah. um, having the, the job that you have, working the life that you have. That's what they're excited about. They're not excited about receiving something specific from you because – um, they didn't say, hey, when are you going to finish Donkey Konga 2? They did. They could have, but they chose not to say that. They chose to say they're excited that you're doing this. So I think that's something to keep in the back of your mind as permanently as you can. It will last up until we take the next call. <laughs> I, I'm very bad. <laughs> I, I'm very, I, I'm very, I've always been very bad about receiving uh, compliments or taking compliments receiving praise because i don't internalize that 
in actuality, I, I look at people and I'm like, what's your angle? <laughs> what are you really mm. meaning by when you say this? And um, that's not healthy. That, that, that's, that's no way to live. The other thing about that call that I think is worth noting is that they said because <laughs> I am going to make fun of you a little bit, caller. They said because they are a radio producer, they have the expertise to recommend a few pointers. And the pointers were <laughs> you should do an episode about drugs. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what you that's what you get as your experience as a radio producer. I thought it was going to be like, oh, shit, that's very actually very similar to what Heil does. That would that could have some specifics um but they also mostly just want to know if mario 64 is better than banjo kazooie i thought john was going to tell me how to get a warmer sound for my like audio leveling and i was i was all ears but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. that I, gr- those are great episode topics and, and i it, like just want to say are. i i probably avoided the super mario 64 v banjo kazooie like episode unto itself for so long because it's a very contentious topic, and it's one that, it is. in my more zealous younger years, w- would have really taken seriously. Now I don't care as much. Um, I-, I do prefer Banjo-Kazooie, but I respect Super Mario 64 for how groundbreaking it was. And, you know, it's just like, will this just rile people up? I don't want to rile people, Mitchell. I want to bring them happiness and contentment and a welcome distraction from the horrors that just persist in our world. So, you know, if we could do it delicately and tastefully in a way that pleases both sides of the debate, then sure, I'd be all about that. And... As far as character witness Lanky Kong goes, I, I don't think anybody should be concerned if I haven't done a character witness yet. I think the secret to the conversation's like endurance, we're, we're going to be entering our 12th season next year, is our ability to just pace ourselves and, and spread out topics. I think I think it's impressive considering that we had our first season the year uh tropical freeze was announced and and here we are in our 11th season and uh we haven't had a new brand new standalone donkey call game since then uh, and yet we are uh continually cranking out episodes so we will get to character witness lanky kong i am sure just just patience patience I, I do want to say they are very good ideas for conversation episodes. I just also want to say you don't have those ideas because of your expertise as a radio producer. Those are just ideas that you can have. I, I don't uh, know. But I think they're good. And, I don't and know. I would listen to them. To be fair, the first okay. one I hadn't thought of, and I'm not a radio producer, so I'm going to give John the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh would we like to head into the second call? Yes, I'm feeling a little bit more confident now. I've got a little bit more bounce uh, heading into this one. So if if this one is mean, Fantastic. if this one is mean, then uh, I I just don't know how I'm going to be able to carry on because my defenses are fully down at this point. This is Traveler of the Stars here, calling for a spicy Mr. Wolf's favorite phrase. 
spicy conversation. Kyle, make sure you both are looking just as sexy. I mean, frankly, I, I just, you guys are looking great. Your best selves, keep it up. But I'm here to call in about a performance review for Heil. Now, as someone who apparently, according to Spotify, is in, I'm a top 2% fan. I've listened to the conversation for 9,293 minutes. So I think I uh, have a good, good litmus test, good, good judge of, of our friend Heil. Um, you know, he's been, you've been doing pretty good with the, the Ouija with the big, big sausage content. Um, you know, maybe you could sprinkle in some more Professor, professor Chops or, or Bear Bear, right? Bear Bear, you know? Um, but no, um, I think you're, you're a great guy, Heil. You're, uh, you're a good, uh, positive light. Um, except when you say things I disagree with, then, uh, I don't like you, just kidding, um, but no, uh, I'm just, you know, excited for, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of getting into the end of the Switch's life cycle, I think we all kind of know that, and so, you know, for the next Nintendo console, you know, Donkey Kong, and I know you can only say so many times how, you know, the good future of Donkey Kong is going to be, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, um, I'm in the mindset that the new Donkey Kong game is going to come out for the next system. So I am just excited for that new horizon and just, you know, all the stuff that you, you know, will get to when that happens. Imagine when a new Donkey Kong game comes out, all the stuff you can talk about, right? That would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I guess in terms of uh, games, I'd want you, or just what I want you to do. I mean, I'm a Wii and DS baby, so, as you say, so I'm kind of like, where's my barrel blast content? Where's my jungle climber content? Um, I have a lot of really fond memories with Jungle Climber, actually. Like, a, a, a lot of really fond memories with that game. So, uh, where's Super Slugger's content? Uh, right? I don't know. I, I guess that era of things. But I know you just got to Double Dash's anniversary, so that might be a while before we talk about Barrel Blast. But, I don't know. Um, keep up the great work. Kyle, keep up the spark. I'm glad you're a full-time Donkey Kong journalist now, because I intend to keep on listening. So, yeah, keep up the great work. I'll uh, talk to you later, probably. See you. Uh, all right. Wow. So, so I said, oh, what do those calls mean? And then it was Traveler of the Stars, who always showers both me and my co-host with just the, the loveliest praise at, at, at the front of every call. So I was like, oh, I have nothing to worry about here either. Well, wh- wh- why, why do I do this to myself? Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> I can just see you taking notes on a little pad right now. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> just writing a little. Like, I, I, I've been through the therapy rodeo enough times to, to just know when I, I've, like, sparked a light bulb above somebody's head. Well, speaking of spark, yeah. uh, Traveler of the Stars very eloquently said at the end of their call that they hope that you keep up the spark. How do you feel about that? I I feel like I can do it, especially now that my mood is considerably improved than when I was working multiple jobs and, and side gigs in order to make money and doing DK Vine then in sort of the margins of my time, but still considering that my full-time job. And so 
basically just having no free time and just I, th- there was a darkness to me mitchell i i, I this isn't a bit like i i was exuding negativity in my day-to-day existence i i would just go out to to the store you know to pick up a few things and people would avoid me because i just seemed like i i had an edge to me i guess and it, it was just repelling people mm-hmm. and now uh I'm I'm actually smiling from time to time, so I, I I think the the last month or so has been really good for my mental health, where I can just do DK Vine, and and granted, you know, it's not been without its own hassles, especially since we've been having repeated issues with our um, hosting company. We we've been having like server outages and just pages not loading right, and then I have to go talk to tech support and be like, hey, what's happening? Nothing's on our end. And um, and then that puts me in a bad mood. But, you know, generally, when this is all that I have on my plate and I'm not physically exhausting myself on top of everything else, um, the, the spark is far brighter than it was. Uh, the, like, I think it's important yeah. that you recognize that people recognize that yeah. you have a spark because you gave one of the many correct answers to that question that I just asked you. But one possible wrong answer that you could have given was <laughs> what What even is the spark? I don't know what the spark is. That would be wrong to say because you do know what the spark is. And I think that's an important centering point of what we're talking about here today. It's that we both, you, the person doing it, and I, a fan recognize that you've got something going on that is not for free is not worthless <laughs> if you say so that's a little bit too self-aggrandizing for my taste but um i appreciate it nonetheless. we have the evidence in the call you can go back and listen to it traveler of the also, stars is traveler very nice the stars said that <laughs> traveler of the stars is very astute because they said my favorite word was spicy and i don't know how I don't know how they could have known that. Do I say it that much on this oh. show? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that about you, Mitchell. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, I've made to, fun of I it. to say it less or more. Maybe I lean into it. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I've made fun of mm. it. I've celebrated it while you've been on the podcast with me. And we, yeah, we, we like... Have I that, said it today? You might have. I don't think so. Generally, I just like my brain puts it into your mouth if I don't hear it. So it's kind of hard for me to say one way or another, whether or not you've said it, let us know in the chat. Let us know in the YouTube comments. If Mitchell has said spicy yet, aside from when, when he just said it now, but I, I think it's a fair bet that you have. It's basically your catchphrase. Now, one other uh, last bit of data I wanted to pull out of that call was sure. uh, some very interesting numbers that traveler of the star donated here. They are in the top 2%, so very cool, of listeners to the podcast on Spotify right? with over 9,200 minutes. That's a lot for not like top 0.1%, you know? Yeah. That means a lot of people are listening to a lot of the conversation. I, I don't do math, Mitchell, so I couldn't crunch those numbers by myself so i appreciate you breaking it down for me like that that's not sarcasm if that sounded like sarcasm it's genuinely not i really have always struggled with uh, 
numbers and and like data uh, I, I i couldn't you know i i couldn't be a nate silver you know l- looking at statistics and what have you all all the live long day because that's just not the way my brain works my brain operates in obtuse continuity rules for video games that most people have forgotten about but no it, it it's very sweet and you know to your point traveler about like the the Nintendo DS and Wii era games. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. And look, I love I love Payon's games. I I I think those are just pillars, uh, torchbearers, if you will, that that kept the light of this fandom alive during a very tumultuous time in said fandom. And we will celebrate them in due time. Don't you worry. I think it's totally okay, and you don't have to apologize for not being a math person. I, for example, am very bad at understanding Nate Silver references. So we all have our our downsides, our, our oh, I'm weaknesses. Sorry. Yeah, no the the the, po- <laughs> the political polling data. All right, you know, we'll 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 just table that. I won't get into that because uh, you know it hasn't been entirely accurate the last several cycles. So. Well, good to know. Would you like to head into the third and final call? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, could be mean. Could be a mean one. I don't think it is because could this be is one. this is a call we actually uh, got mm, 15 minutes before we went live. So I kind of know who it is. So uh, I, I don't think they would be mean, but we'll we'll uh, we'll play it and I'll let you, Mitchell, be the judge. Okay. Hi, this is L. Um, I am calling in because I saw that you're doing a performance review, and I think Kyle Russell that there's one glaring omission uh, from what I believe to be the um, the important games covered by uh, outlets such as the Conversation or on the Donkey Kong DK on Twitter. Uh, so what my thought is, is that, uh, how have there been as many episodes of the conversation as there have been? And, uh, you haven't done a single dedicated episode to any entry in the Viva Pinata series, of which there are, uh, I don't know, like four, five? I think four or five is the right number, but, you know, um, all, Donkey Kong Universe games that have never had a spotlight or a character witness or any really devoted uh, look into them. Um, and I just think, you know, I, I think at a, with a critical eye, uh, this is one of the shortcomings of your performance as uh, Donkey Kong's like ringleader for the online space. However, I would not say that overall you've been doing a poor job because I would say that overall you've been doing a fantastic job and I have no clue how you wrangle and manage all the things you do. So thanks for everything you do. Don't take the criticism too personally. Horstachio can deal with it. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the call, L, who's also here in the, the room, the metaphorical room with us right now. I'm not, I'm not going to take that criticism to heart because it's been leveled at me far more harshly than you just did by Jeff. Jeff Onan <laughs> has lambasted me in the past for our, my, I, I should say my, when I say 
are, I'm deflecting. I, I'm passing the buck to others on our volunteer staff who have not given Viva Pinata the short shift, whereas I very much have. And the only thing I can say in my defense is that Viva Pinata came out the, the, the several years that uh, it, it was four games. I, I can tell you that much. Viva Pinata, Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, Viva Pinata Pocket Paradise, and then Viva Pinata um, Party Animals, the the like mm-hmm. uh, party party game not made by Rare. And then there was, of course, the Windows version of Viva Pinata. If you w- want to break it down, that gets you to five games. Plus, there was the canon animated series as well. But uh, the, the reason it's kind of not ever gotten as much love from me, DK Vine, it's not due to a lack of love. It's not due to me hating Viva Pinata. It came out at a very specific time in my life, like the heyday. The the full run of the Viva Pinata series is when I was at my most detached from the Donkey Kong universe, from Rare, from DK Vine. That was when I was really focusing on screenwriting career, you know, and it's like, well, you know, DK Vine was a fun little diversion, a, a little hobby, a little you know, kid's treehouse, if you will, when I was younger. Um, but it's time to put away childish things and it's time to <laughs> write in Hollywood. And then it turned out I hated that. I, I hated that rat race. I hated like, I, I, I very much quit realized at some point I just had to be my own boss because I just could not work within any system because I'm just too fundamentally broken. So I came back to DK Vine full time. Um, you know, I never had like left the site and I always did stuff for the site from time to time, but I came back full time, fully reinvested my passion for all things DKU in 2010 when Donkey Kong Country Returns was announced. And so Viva Pinata has always just kind of fallen into this very short span of time where I had my eye off the ball. And part of the problem since coming back to DK Vine in 2010 is I've always been working multiple jobs while doing DK Vine. So the great, the grand irony, right, of, of spending all this time on a video game website, doing a video game podcast, various other things, going out to E3 five years in a row, is that I never had time to play video games. And, and pe- people make fun of me or, or I I guess maybe I'm viewing it in the harsh lens. I view everything in and maybe they're just gently needling me, but you know, they, they have fun uh, either at my expense or not. The fact that I don't play any games that aren't DKU. um, And part of the reason is I just never had the time Um, juggling multiple jobs making content for DK Vine and also trying to find the time to, you know, I don't know, spend a little bit of time with my family. It's not been easy. And so I had to like say, well, I'm I'm just not going to play video games then. And that also kind of extends backwards to catching up on things that I haven't really fully experience like the Viva Pinata series. I've played Viva Pinata games, but I haven't really played Viva Pinata games, and I don't feel that qualified to talk about them. The great thing about doing DK Vine full-time is 
I suddenly do have a window now where I, I could maybe actually play a video game or two beyond just what, what I'm playing for a stream, you know? So really looking forward to that, Mitchell, really uh, giving a, a crack at Viva Pinata, you know, a, a proper go at it. And I, I just got a Series X this week. I just got an Xbox Series X so I, I can, you know, play it at lightning fast speeds. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely on my uh, docket. It's on my bucket list of what I have to do now that I have the time afforded me. Did you call the Series X the squeak? The squeak? No. Is I that call, what you said? Did I said, you call, I got the Series X, the squeak. I don't know where you got squeak from. I might have slurred my words a little bit, but... Oh, did you say this week? This week, yes. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> got no. a new console. You know, the Series X. The squeak, the squeak. as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, I think yeah. if we weren't calling it that before we we kind of have to call it that now it's definitely a lot more elegant than calling Mm -hmm. it the series x i prefer the squeak yeah yeah Um, so yeah i think it's i think it's worth putting a pin in the viva pinata point okay uh it it is a very specific um well-founded in my opinion criticism but uh we would i think it, it we'd be um benefited by going into the full performance review at this point we haven't even gotten into the full performance review yet. By the way, in a live... other people have given their performance reviews, yeah. I'm going to start mine. Okay. In the live stream, uh, just Andre says, next episode increasingly needs to be Mitchell Wolf performance review. Believe me, I get them. <laughs> Believe <laughs> me. Uh, it, it's happening. There's, there's a few people that seem to care about it. Honestly, Mitchell, it has been a year since you've been on the conversation, so you're overdue for your conversation performance review. Well, one at a time, kids. Uh, first question, Heil, in yeah. my interview. Yeah. How do you think it's going? <laughs> oh, God. This is this is why, again, I, I'm going to beat this point into the ground at this point, like a pinata. Uh, but this is why... I had to be self-employed. This is why I had to make up my own bullshit career because I just can't sit there in the corporate world and take this nonsense. Uh, you're doing a great job, Mitchell. Thank you for keeping me honest. Thank you for uh, really making me, forcing me to examine myself, analyze myself. It's, mm. it's something we all need to do and, and we don't do enough, but, um, how do I think it's going? All right, all right. Well, how do you think it's... Yeah, a lot of stalling there, but how do you think it's going? I deflect with humor. That's something I learned, mm-hmm. I think, in high school. Uh, it's just, oh, you know, I can be the funny guy, and it makes all my problems go away. And, you know, it gets you in hot water from time to time. But I'm doing it some more. No, I think it's going okay i would give my performance this past month a solid c minus i obviously have far grander ambitions than than the past month a lot of it has been as i said just being on the mend just recuperating from the last 13 years 
it's just just the barrage I put myself through, and I I also you know don't really have the technical setup yet that I want to have to really like churn out content efficiently, effectively, and with the high production sheen that I demand from myself. But like I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Already, it's been great just uh, ha- being there at my keyboard when a news story breaks or begins to break, and I can just immediately write a story about it. That's That's been a really refreshing change of pace, rather than something breaking and me being out of the house and then having to furiously text various DK Vine staffers saying, hey, can you write this article? And then they're like, well, we're at work. And I'm like, well, shit. Um, so just, just like having dkvine.com actually be a, a curated source of news for, for, for all of this, that's, that's been really refreshing and has made me feel, I think the proudest the past month, something I can hang my hat on and and be like, yeah, that is something that's fundamentally different than it was before I started this. So happy about that. Enough for a C minus. Well, the C minus is from the conversation being slightly off schedule the past month, streams being irregular and infrequent, and um, like I, I'm still laboring in uh, post production for my first short form short form video, uh, where you know I, I haven't done video editing in quite a while, and so my muscles have atrophied. Right. Like I, I haven't really done it in a long time. So it's taking me a bit of time just to edit this stupid little like, 13 minute video. And uh, I wish I could be quicker on that. But I'm also juggling everything else. So maybe I should go easier on myself. I don't know. But yes, C minus. You know what I've heard in, in the last two minutes of you talking is that you've been picking up old skills that have maybe atrophied and you're putting more work into them. You are being more uh, aggressive about writing up news articles about the things that interest both you and the community. And you've let your very uh, rigorous and strict screaming and conversation schedule slide a little bit in favor of some of those new things. I have heard nothing but good. And I would I would be remiss if you didn't get... A, a, a B plus or at least an A minus in your own head for the stuff that has happened just within the last month. I don't want you to grade me on a curve, Mitchell. I, I want to be kept honest. I want my feet held to the fire. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not Sarah B, but I don't know what that is. You know? know what I mean? I don't know what that is. Do you really not? Is that is that a Pokemon? I was I was just joking. I was comparing you to the the Pokemon fan site Cerebi. Oh, okay, 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 good. Yeah, it was it was it was a you know what? It was an ill advised joke. I could have done my research, uh, but I didn't. You know, that's that's on me. That's why you're in the seat you're in, and I'm I'm just here grading you. You know, people don't want to see my work. Freezer's coming after me. She says it's a huge Pokemon site. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a bubble. I'm in a workaholic bubble where I'm just some Donkey Kong rare ukulele. And I don't have time to look up Pokemon sites. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I I mean, I'm happy for them. They're a huge Pokemon site. I hope to be as big as they are, but for the Donkey Kong stuff. 
that's my aspirations. I haven't been there. I haven't seen it. I'm sure they do quality work. I want to do quality work. Maybe if I go there, I'll feel bad about myself because I haven't reached that level. So this level of anger is bringing your score down a little bit, but we'll move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not angry. Um, I'm angry at myself for not being as big as uh, that, that, that Pokemon site you said. I forgot the name already. <laughs> so the... Uh, it's the Japanese name for Celebi, so it's Cerebi. Uh, so how much time would you say you spend on the various aspects of DK Vine by percentage of your time? Uh, for example, the okay. conversation might be one pool of your time versus news articles versus streaming versus features of other kinds. How, what would your time divide look like? So you, you want me to break it down bit by like how much? I to hear it. How much percentage of my time is devoted to the conversation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is for like my life or just DK Vine? Like my, uh, just my workflow for DK Vine. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're asking. Uh, I would say of the time you spend on DK Vine or working on DK Vine. Okay. Um, yeah. What percentage of that is each thing? I would say the conversation, it depends on how rough the edit is, right? So, for example, sure. uh, a four-hour episode means I have to edit quite a bit because we, we, don't, we don't just put these up raw, right? We, like, I level the audio. I, you know, do very basic um, noise filtering. And then I go through second by second. And I make sure the audio is basically pristine. So I, I silence all the little weird hiccups or traffic noises or whatever. And that that can take quite a long time. And so I would say 30% of my time is devoted to the conversation, um, especially if it's a rough edit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can get that down to 20% if it's just an episode that is absolutely perfect there were no audio problems whatsoever but gen generally there's something going on in any given episode because we don't do these in a controlled environment we don't do these in a nice recording booth a nice studio we're we're doing these uh like the hosts are separated uh, sometimes by states sometimes on opposite sides of the continent sometimes we have oceans between us and so there are a lot of factors when you do a podcast that way where things can go wrong. And so, again, I, I edit them myself. So it, it does eat up your time, especially if you have high standards, um, which I, I do to my detriment. Uh, news articles, it just depends on the week. Again, um, this had been a slow week as far as the news goes. And then, you know, just today platonic vaguely tease something I, I wouldn't get your hopes up about it but it, it, it's it's teasing some sort of collaboration with some other indie studios could be just cosmetics in one of their games it could be something else but i had to write a news article on that wasn't expecting to write a news article about that today was expecting to devote my time to video editing but then i had to write a news article for that so you know it it, it varies so i would say maybe Maybe, I mean, as of the last month, maybe 25% of my time is, is devoted to news. Um, and then you've got social media, which I 
try to put out something on social media every single day. That doesn't usually take a lot of time, but sometimes you really have to reach for what you're going to say. So, and and that's more of a a constant running dialogue throughout your day. So that's kind of a low level thing where I'm not just thinking like, oh, I I have to have to do something. I keeping that in the back of my mind while I'm taking a shower or brushing my teeth or doing something else for DK Vine. And then I'll think of something, I'll stop blast that out so that's kind of harder to to judge how much time that takes as far as because that's more of an ever-present thing right that that's more background noise than anything uh video editing sure so you said um so just to recap uh, you said about 30 percent for the conversation 25 percent for uh news articles and this fluctuates from week to week. Um, so that yeah. would take sure that that would remain a uh, a remainder of forty five percent between I I imagine a miscellaneous amount of other things that you're working on that you might not always be working on. Yeah, yeah. So we got you know, of course, video editing, got uh, merchandise design, making sure our our new t shirts are ready to roll out. Got uh, streaming. We've got just just uh, a, a lot of little things like uploading uploading things, uh, uploading the podcast, writing the descriptions for them, plugging them, uh, plugging them on the forum, plugging them on social media to our patrons, sending messages to the patrons. Oh, and a large, large part of my time the past month has been dealing with tech support. Um, with Host Monster, our hosting company, mm. so spent a lot. Right. Of, I've heard a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like m- the most recent day I had to sit down with that was, I believe, last maybe Saturday. Maybe it was Saturday. I, I had to take time out of my Saturday to. So, so that that's actually eaten up an unhealthy amount of time this first month because we've been having issues there. So, uh, I see. Yeah. So barring these emergency um, procedures, we'll call them, that you have to go through when something goes wrong like this, that right. shouldn't be a, a permanent thing. Are you happy with this breakdown? Would you like to see yourself be spending more time in one area or another? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I don't want to spend as much time as I do editing the conversation I, I would love it if I could just do it hmm. with a lot more efficiency and ease, but I'm not willing to sacrifice quality for that. So I, I just basically want to be superhuman and I, I want to be able to do more and turn out more product. And I realize it's not feasible considering I'm one person and I don't put, I don't delegate Mitchell. That's the thing. Uh, Cause I do have a wonderful volunteer staff, but it was different when I was in high school or, or even college or even in my early 20s uh, to mid 20s where it would just be, oh, we're just doing this for fun. This doesn't really matter. We'll all shoulder the burden because uh, it's good for a laugh because it's mm-hmm. my business now because it's my livelihood. I can't in good conscience just say, hey, uh, Cameron, hey, Dustin, hey, Jeff. Hey, Gibbon, uh, do 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 
XYZ for me. Um, and you might not see any sure. profits from that. You might not see a, a paycheck from that. So I have to shoulder that burden until I am well off enough, until DK Vine is well off enough that I can start cutting people a paycheck and maybe making that their job as well. And that's a long way off. Who knows will we even ever get there? So, <sighs> yeah. Do you ever think about people maybe 30, 40 years from now or so? Um, I, what do you mean? Just talking about well, – let me finish. Uh, people 30, 40 years from now, maybe they are uh, fans of video games like from today's period. Yeah. Um, or, or older even. They're in a congregation. They're old men now. And they're just sipping on some coffee outside of a cafe. And one of them asks the other, hey, do you remember DK Vine? Do you ever think about that? Well, I, I think about it, but less in terms of, hey, do you remember DK Vine? A and more, hey, what's DK Vine up to right now? Because <laughs> mm. I'm building this to last, Mitchell. We, we've lasted implausibly uh, 24 years now. And I, I think we've got uh, another century or two in us. If I play my cards right now, will I be here to shepherd that? I mean, there, there's there's methods no. that haven't been devised yet. No, no. no. I look. I'm, I'm no. not. I'm not willing to concede to death yet. Okay. I there there could be okay. workarounds. There there's reincarnation. There there are seances that can be held that can incorporate me. All right. I there there are many loopholes and windows I can work my way back to to make sure that content is getting churned out on a weekly basis. But worse comes to worse, and I'm completely shut out of the process because I can't find my way back from the hereafter. I, I, I do want it to be built to last, and I, I do want to have, you know, an heir apparent, you know, when, when I'm too feeble or, or uh, too cremated to carry on. So I, I do... Want I I want there to be uh, top notch Donkey Kong journalism, okay, with a with a wink, with a little twinkle in its eye. You know when 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 we're just deep in the climate crisis, when 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 people are are migrating further north to get away from the floods and the fires. I'm bringing it down now. I realize, but I I want them to have DK Vine there to uh you know bring a little levity. To their otherwise, you know, when lives. my town burned down, yeah, which is something that happened uh, six years ago or so, uh, I did talk about it on the DK Vine forum. That was a part of my life at the time that I prioritized. So I, I don't think you're completely without um, substance there when you talk about that. Well, there you go. I think that's something real. Um, can we talk about the conversation specifically? Can we talk about the show? Sure, we're we're talking about it right now by virtue of being on it. I would say that is reflexively true, but I'd like to be more aggressively true and talk specifically about it. Um, we have crossed over a decade of the conversation. We've gone on for some time now. That's right. Although, although and, to be uh, fair, to be fair, I really feel like only the last four seasons or so have been worthwhile to listen to. So. In a sense, we're still in our prime. 
You know, you've said that every four seasons or or so. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. I think I, that I, I think it's pretty true. I, I think had we keep, a remarkably consistent run. No, I think we keep raising the bar, and and I feel like at a certain okay. point, uh, you you just don't want to look underneath that bar anymore. You you just want to keep raising it further. I want to get to the point where this season of the conversation deserves to be chucked in the bin. Hmm. I hope so. Uh, if we get to a point where we are throwing away this season, mm. uh, what would you want the show to be? Like, what would the measure of success be that you're not hitting now that would just embarrass this season look like? What would it look like? Well, I, I definitely want to have more, even more insightful episodes, Mitchell, because the, the thing I'm proud about. Mm-hmm. Right now, as far as the conversation is, we talk about things that have never been talked about anywhere else. You know, I right, I I, I do make light of things like um, being a Donkey Kong journalist and and how like on, on the surface level by society standards, that's a really stupid thing. But I'm genuinely proud of of. The topics we broached, the things we've discussed, stories we've broken, um, little insights into the past, like going going all the way back. Just the other the other week, we had an episode about the Diddy Kong Racing follow up for the Game Boy Color that never saw the light of day. We, we, we talked about Dino Island stuff that's never been talked about, and. Right. You know, we, we, we were able to come in with insight of what was happening at Rare at the time. And I'm like, that's really cool because n- nobody really goes after these stories. The, the, generally, it's just an area of video game history that's overlooked for s- numerous reasons. But again, it, it's, it's the, the philosophy I have is, well, if it's not going to be me, then who? So it's it's got to be me. So I I can actually you know do some digging and bring some interesting facts that have never been broached before to the light, and that's I think been a hallmark of this season in particular. Been really really proud of the work we've done. I think we've got a terrific stable of co-hosts, both regular and irregular. Uh, you would be in the irregular camp at this point, Mitchell, but you're one of my favorite co-hosts, so don't take that as well, uh, you. a criticism. You're just very, very busy, again, making best-selling uh, award-nominated games. So kudos. Kudos on that. But well, Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I I, I, I don't know think, what to say. I, I'm smitten. I'm, I'm <laughs> flustered. I think that... I want to keep raising that bar. And and I know, like, it's the ethos of corporate America that's led us to ruin, right? You can you cannot have infinite growth on a finite planet. And right, right. The the thing is though, Donkey Kong journalism, I feel like we've just scratched the just surface. Keeps going up. Yeah. So so I think that <laughs> Now that I am refreshed or am in the process of refreshing myself where where I am shaving off the years of accumulated exhaustion and fatigue, I think I can mm-hmm. approach the conversation, especially the conversation of season 12, with a renewed vigor and vitality that I think would even surprise our faithful audience who listen to every episode. 
I would be excited to see it, Heil, but as you mentioned, um, I, I think a focus on growth in and of itself might be slightly um, less important than the idea <laughs> of maintaining a good thing. I think that you said it best when you said what you said. Um, can we talk about co-hosts, by the way? Because uh, y- you brought up a, a point earlier, which is mm. that it is very, very early in this stage of your career to have a performance review. Yeah. Um, which is why this performance review isn't really about this stage of your career, necessarily. Okay. It's about the entire time you've spent on DK Vine since 1999. Well, that's no good. And, well, <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, you you spent the... Uh, I've broken down the history of DK Vine into... Um, what what do I have? I have six periods here, and, and let me know if you uh, if you disagree with my uh, categorization. You've got early times, which it might be the shortest period. Um, it lasts from the foundation of the website until the buyout of Rare being sold to Microsoft. Roughly, yes. Um, after that, you've got the buyout period, which might be the longest period. Uh, in contrast, which goes from the 2002 buyout until uh, the release or at least announcement. Yeah, it's called the announcement of Donkey Kong Country Returns. Very long period, um, but probably the period of time that sort of solidified what early DK Vine had become. Uh, it, it, it had yeah. some big boy pants, if you will. During well, that, that it had, I, I think uh, then we it had w- the returns era. I, I, well, I, I would say to to the the buyout era. You say big boy pants. I feel like it was the time where our pants were at their most immature. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think that is what most people knew DK Vine for uh, up until. I, I think several, several years into the next era, it took a while for us to shake that image that we had cultivated for ourselves as this angry, bitter uh, fan site. Well, it's what they say. The pants don't make the man, but also what they say, liar, liar, pants on fire. They do so the say third that. period of DK Vine is the returns era. Uh, the returns era being roughly from... This is um, up to you if you want to agree to this categorization or not. I'm I'm taking some creative liberty uh, here. I'm saying it goes from the announcement of Donkey Kong Country Returns into the formation of the Conversation podcast, which is a couple years. Yeah, I I would say that's fair. Um, Like... Um, Home to the uh, Vine Donkey Kong audio program. Mm, yeah, yeah. So is the, that the correct words in that order? Yeah, <laughs> Donkey Kong Vine audio. That's close program? enough. That that's close enough for what it matters these days. I think. Yeah, that that's pretty fair. I I would categorize this era as collectively refining uh, our enthusiasm for all of this and sort of having a excuse to have a second childhood. You know, it it, it was it, sure it, it came at a time in our lives of just disorienting disillusionment of what I, I know for me what I wanted to be, 
where was I going to go from here? And to sort of be able to regress a, a little bit was an indulgence that honestly felt great. And hmm. what I what I look back at this time like, with, with, with the most fondness is this is when I made relationships, when I made friendships that have persisted to this day. This is where we brought on uh, staffers that are still with us and i i made sure friendships I believe that's with them. when you got a hold of uh jeff onan and cameron mm-hmm. regal i believe we're both in this um between returns and the conversation starting period Cam- cameron and jeff um, and uh matt corna and joe mudd and uh they're, they're still affiliated with dk vine as well of course and we we had a uh, like them come in and they they just brought this fresh energy to the website and to mm. all of our productions. They had their own podcast, the Pod DK Cast, um, like in the, in this pre conversation era, and it, it was just a lot of fun because we only really had this one new game to discuss, and of course the entire back catalog, but it, it was really just us finding ways to have fun with it. And and basically that kind of became the ethos of DK Vine going forward is rather than wringing our hands about, oh, there hasn't been a new Donkey Kong game in this many years. Oh, what's happening with Rare? Why haven't they made a new It's Mr. Pants game? It's, it's less about that and more about having fun with what we do have and celebrating that and, and finding contentment and joy in that. And it, it took a while to sort of process that mentality, even if we were living it, even if we were being examples of it. We, I, I wasn't really processing w- the transformative effect it was having. And part of that effect was the, the energy that Matt and Jeff and Cameron and Joe and everyone else brought with them rubbing off on me and showing me a better way to go about this. So... Yeah, that, that's what I look back at that. That's a it's a very short amount of time and it's a very ill-defined period, but I remember it with a lot of sure. fondness. Yeah, and and keep in mind I'm breaking these down not in terms of the DKU periods because we've had that conversation before. Right. Um we're we're breaking this down in terms of Heil Russell and DK Vine periods. Uh what's been happening interpersonally and professionally within the space. Uh, after that, I would say the conversation period is the next period. Uh, from the beginning of that show, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, started in 2013 or 12? 2013. No. Uh, it, was, 13. it was around okay. the time of Obama's second inauguration. Um, just because I was invited. That's how I remember it. Also. I, I was invited and I couldn't yeah. make it because I had a podcast to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, th- that's when you and uh, Chad McCann started the conversation, and yep. it has been going ever since. We are not counting that as one large uh, decade-long period, though I have broken it down <laughs> uh, further than that. Sure. But uh, believe me when I say, impressive run. What an impressive run for a podcast. I'm stubborn. 
Have you believed me when I said it? No, I mean, I, I, I recognize that it, that it's impressive. It could be more impressive. I, I always view, like, what we haven't done versus Yeah, what... of course you could just keep doing it. Yeah. And it's longer and more impressive, but it's already impressive. It, it's only impressive because I'm stubborn and I refuse to quit. Uh, well, let's talk about the next period, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, which right. is the Renaissance. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm categorizing this as starting around... Uh, and, and I might be a little biased here because this is kind of when I came into the picture as well. Sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking about E3 2015 as the beginning of the Renaissance in terms of how this um, website operated. It, it, it feels like a shift from the earlier parts of the conversation. You talk about big boy pants, right? Or, or big girl pants. Or, talk about or, big boy pants. Or... or big non-binary pants whatever the pants however you wear them sure this mm-hmm. is when i the feel pants we start- themselves are boys they can go on any person that's right but i feel like this is when we started wearing them okay yeah you had them <laughs> you had them before but you've chosen to put them on i you know this is the first time we went out in polite society so i felt like i had to be decent good yeah, uh, Good instinct. I like that for you. But I, I did want to uh, to clarify as well. This is the earliest conversation that is still online. Mm. Um, earlier than this, uh, than 2015, the first two years of the conversation have been removed from basically everywhere that offers the podcast. And you've spoken on this before. Yeah. Um, uh, as to why you've done it. How a few years after you've done it, uh, how do you feel reflecting on uh, both the early days of the podcast and your choice to delist them? You know, we we basically grew up and sometimes that process takes a little bit longer for some people. Sometimes you lack the perspective that you, you are granted or that you've developed later in life and it just you know the the jokes we made at that time they they were just the height of smug like white insulated liberals who thought oh you know we we can joke about anything because we don't mean it ha 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 and yeah it's just like Get right, rid of like that. The joke is that we couldn't possibly actually mean this. You shouldn't assume we mean it. But then you realize the world around us is <laughs> right. actually meaning it. Yeah, so why yeah. would they assume different about us? Well, and, and it's just, yeah. it's like no matter how you parse that style of humor, which was in vogue, like I'm not ever going to defend the jokes we used to make here, but it was very in vogue in the comedy scene of which we, you know, had went out to Hollywood and, and, you know, had partaken in a little bit ourselves, but it it was very much in vogue in that era, and that was kind of the tail end of that era, right? It's it's when people started waking up to, hey, you know what? Even if you do these jokes ironically, uh, they're still garbage, and you're still punching down. You're just doing it. You're just basically putting up a level there. They say, yeah, you don't really mean it, but you're still saying it, and. Uh, once you gain that perspective, you're like, oh, shit, that's no good. And and so, yeah, like, I delisted the first two seasons of the conversation. And there were some good episodes in there, for sure. But I don't regret it, honestly. Like, uh, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Sure. So, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm always just 
continually to strive to do better. Because that's my philosophy for life is that we are not fully formed out of the womb. And we have to continually hold ourselves to a high personal standard as well as professional standard. And uh, we just have to continually grow and become better people. If there is a meaning to all of this, Mitchell, if there is a meaning to life, it's that. It's to always do better, to become a better person than you were the day prior. And to never stop learning and educating yourself. And um, it's something I hold as my, I think, bedrock to who I am and the way I try to live my life. And yeah, I, I slip up and I make mistakes. I put my foot in my mouth from time to time. But when I do, I, I try to recognize it and I try to apologize for it. And I try to make the promise. I do make the promise, but I try to hold myself to it that it will never happen again. And um, so, yeah, that's a little little insight into uh, why you can't find the first two seasons of the podcast anymore. Uh <laughs> Um, we, we trust in the decision you've made. Uh, we, we, everyone at my firm is oh, what I mean when I say, oh, good. We. uh, yeah, we, we think that it's, it is possible, as you mentioned, that there might have been some babies thrown out with the bathwater there. Um, but it's babies that we're okay to miss. Yeah. It's, it, it, it it's makes... A- all of us feel more comfortable about the job that we have. And again, from a biased perspective, my favorite episode of the podcast that you've ever done uh, is the first one I've listened to. So it's all been downhill from there, I suppose. You'll have oh, yeah. to think about that. But the uh, the interview that you and Chad did with Chris Sutherland in early 2015, very shortly after, and I mean very shortly, like immediately mm-hmm. after the announcement of... Uh, Platonic Games as a studio. Right. Uh, that was a very important episode, and that is still listed. So I think that you've picked a, uh, a prescient time period to cut it off. If you, uh, if it is your wish to do so, it's, uh, you've done it with good accuracy. Well, and again, we I, again, DK Vine for the longest time, it just felt like, a stupid little clubhouse, right? Like we, we weren't trying to reach a broader audience. We, we were just basically mm-hmm. finding an excuse to talk about and celebrate these things that we liked. And I, I think the renaissance as, as we define it, which, you know, you, you can, I, I think DK Vine officially marks the beginning of the renaissance as uh, the announcement officially. of Tropical Freeze or or the re- re- the announcement of Tropical Freeze. Well, the release of Tropical Freeze, it, it, roughly 2013 to 2014, that's when the gear started turning to lead us into the renaissance at the very least. But it, it was a, mm. a shift uh, for DK Vine and it wasn't a planned shift. It just kind of happened. They they announced Platonic Games was formed um, on the back of all of these esteemed people from from Rare that we knew and loved and had followed their careers and they were forming their own studio and you know I I don't I don't know what got in my system that night but I reached out I I I I sent them an email explaining who we were how we would love to have them on our podcast. And 
like this is before they even had Andy Robinson take a drink working for them. Um, they were just like, they Are we were still doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to take a drink, Mitchell. OK, everybody take a drink. Okay. I, I said the I name, do. but I do. I'm drinking a Topo Chico ranch water hard seltzer right now. Nice. I um, have bold rock. 100 percent agave and real lime juice. What do you say? I love agave, by the way. Uh, this is uh, bold rock hard cider. It's a, it's a local brand. Um, hmm. got a couple cases from a friend. App- is it apple? Apple cider? Yeah, yeah. Um, got a couple cases from a friend Delicious. for my uh, birthday the other week, and uh, yeah, it it's the lubricant of which many a successful conversation has been had. But yeah, so I, I reached out to Platonic, and and I uh, like they they didn't have anybody like working for like as like the the middle man or the middle person to you know protect them from their fans and they got back immediately and they're like yeah we would love to do it we'll 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 send chris sutherland to do it and uh wow yeah yeah like we said like yeah. they had an exclusive um i think it was was it edge magazine that had the exclusive like breaking the story of what like the, their their studio's formation and so like they were like we we can't do it before then but you are our very next outlet that we we will talk to so uh chris sutherland came on the conversation and uh that was really a turning point for us because not only did it bring us and introduce us to a lot of people who either had never heard of us who would or never given us the time of day before but it also sort of started um us down a road where we started treating us a lot more seriously uh just getting to talk to somebody who had actually worked on many of our favorite games and uh, i was a nervous wreck that episode i i don't think i've ever been more terrified going into a podcast than i was on that particular episode and i you know i still get butterflies in my stomach before every conversation but i was white as a sheet doing that one i've i really felt like i was talking to a celebrity because he is a celebrity in our world at the very least so it it was um i it was a performance i was not at my best at i i think i'm a much more capable interviewer nowadays than i was back then but you gotta start somewhere right and um from there a lot of you consider it a career moment (laughs) from there a lot of things happened in uh quick succession uh because that was but a a month or two before e3 and right that was the very first e3 we attended in person as well it was it and it was uh as happenstance has provided it was where i met you as well that's right yeah we went Um, we we went to a mexican restaurant and they i believe they had agave on the table i believe so i was too young to drink Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was 20 years old, Heil, and my next birthday is 30. Wow. Wow. That's how much time it's been. <laughs> that's how that's how much of our lives have elapsed since um the announcement of Sea of Thieves and Rare Replay. That's right. So that th- that that E3 um was really where we started making, I started making a lot of connections. I started 
developing sources for the first time. And that's where I really got it into my head that, you know, hey, maybe there's something to this. Like, like maybe DK Vine is actually a sustainable career path for me. Uh, because it, it wasn't just like meeting a lot of people from Rare in person, meeting the people from Platonic in person, um, meeting the likes of Grant Kirkhope. I, I also uh, like developed anonymous sources from that E3. Uh, not anonymous to me, but you know, like uh, I, I was approached like, Watergate, you know, with like info on what was happening with Retro Studios, and uh, that, that was that was just a surreal week of my life, and it was a whirlwind. It, it like I'm a workaholic. I, I think maybe you can ascertain that uh, about me from just sitting down and having this performance review. I yeah, it I, has been like the point of the whole thing. Yeah, like I I don't recommend being a workaholic i i think it's a really shitty way to live your life i think you need to take the time for self-care it's very important don't be strung along by what is ingrained in in our heads at a young age by living in a capitalist system like make sure you live your life but the problem is I find value and enrichment in my work at DK Vine. So it, it becomes this vicious cycle that I get locked into. Uh, but that, that week just going nonstop. And of course I got very, very ill by the end of that week. If you'll remember Mitchell, uh, I, I was too ill to play Star Fox Zero with you on the show floor, <laughs> but, uh, I, I was just going basically 24 hours a day. That's an exaggeration, but I was getting very limited sleep, just taking caffeine pills left and right, chugging energy drinks, just going at at a frantic, almost manic pace. Because the fun thing, too, is I, I suffer from a bipolar, too. So I do have manic episodes where I am not just depressed. I'm actually like, like a little cokehead bouncing around mm. uh, 1980s New York City. And so... I was very much that little cokehead that week, and so it was very fun, very rewarding. Um, it's no wonder I got sick. I uh, yeah, I cannot believe, especially in a post-COVID world where we're all a little bit more yeah. uh, cognizant of the risks. <laughs> I can't believe that we didn't just die every time. Yeah, I, I stopped getting uh, we, sick. We went to five of those. We just we should have died. I think I I think I got <laughs> we sick. We really should have. Only two of them. I think eventually I built up some sort of convention f- flu immunity, or or at the very least resistance. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure if I went back now I would get sick because it's been a while since E3 is is dead and gone. But f- like I I basically found a way to keep from catching ill um, by by the end of it. So that's that's good. My strategy near the end of our uh, E3 going experiences, especially with 2019, was just if I can sleep 70% of every day, <laughs> I will uh, I'll be exposed to less stuff. And that seemed to work. Yeah. Uh, I was I was the sleepiest boy I've ever been that time. And I think I, I, I think back to that and I'm like proud of myself a little bit. I want to knuckle touch me and then let me go to sleep. That's that. 
That's the world I lived in. Not to jump too far ahead in the chronology here, but you know, I, I talked about how fulfilling E3 2015 was. I think E3 2019, sure. the last E3 I went to, and the one that was, was the four of us. It was you, Mitchell. It was me. It was Jeff Odin, and it was Cameron Regal. We were all roommates, and we basically had a this shared experience uh like a workspace we were all we were all doing our independent ventures but then you know like i'd be doing dk vine in the corner jeff would be doing golden sands blog posts um and you know we'd come together for the conversation every yeah. night and that that was the most fun i've ever had Doing DK Vine. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I was firmly in my... I was, like, 25 and you were, like, 35. But, like, between the... <laughs> between all everyone there, it felt like our standby me, like... Remember that one thing we did as as kids? <laughs> it was just, <laughs> just such a fun week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I And, and uh, linking those two E3s together, they happen to be the only two E3s in recent memory that we saw Banjo-Kazooie at. And I think that sort of means something maybe they should have more banjo kazooie e3s if they want to have good ones i maybe think that's my opinion. yeah maybe I, they I, should have more e3s if they want to have a good one right i, but, I uh, think i think that's the more pressing yeah. concern at the moment but yeah it, it was nice that come full circle started with rare replay ended with banjo and kazooie and smash um and of course uh we, we started with ukulele and then ended with ukulele and the impossible lair also part of E3 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very cool to kind of have the the two highs of E3, um, my RE3 careers linked as they were. Um, I do want to move on to the next uh, and, and final and current period of <laughs> DK Vine. But okay. Let's stay in the rare renaissance for just one more moment because sure. there was... Um, th- this was the moment, and, and it, it's critical, I think, for your development, both as a um, host of this podcast and webmaster for the website. Uh, webmaster? Chad stepped aside. Webmaster? Do people still use the term webmaster? Is Am I antiquated? Is that not... Do we not do that anymore? Yeah, Grandpa, this isn't a GeoCity site. Uh, no, what, I, what are you then to it? Uh, I'm editor-in-chief. All right. (laughs) This was the time. uh, This is the time that Chad stepped out of the uh, partnership of leading the DK Vine effort, and it fell all to you. I thought Um, I thought you were going to say it fell apart. Okay, that's 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 good to hear. (laughs) And it had never been. It sucked forever after that point. And this is what I've brought you here today to talk about. Your performance sucks. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, This is when it fell all to you, and you've made the uh, executive decision here to not replace Chad's um, permanent spot co-hosting the show with you right uh, with anyone and have instead elected to make what, what i think is a pretty bold decision um to constantly rotate your partner out of a pool of like a dozen or so people who've been on the show with you that's right yeah um very bold very bold decision it makes it sound like i'm a bag of doritos when when you say 
anything I've done is bold, but it's a very sweet ranch decision. I, I, I think that we need to focus in on that. I, I, I know, I know you're trying to avoid saying spicy, Mitchell. We all know you want to say it. We all expect you to say it. We all come for the thing and you're, you're depriving us of the thing, but yeah, I do feel a little bit like Bart Simpson where, uh, all the other classmates are just looking at him to say, don't have a cow man. And will cheer loudly at my expense when I become sad because I've said the thing that used to uh, bring me joy. But let's talk about you for a second. Because that is what we're here to do. You've chosen to have a rotating cast host the show with you. And I got to be honest, Heil, this was in this reviewer's mind... um, possibly too risky of a decision, despite the fact that also in this reviewer's mind, it did work out. Um, I I think that the show has been great. Uh, I think the show has had a lot of variety within the last few years. Yeah. It's had a lot of... um, Spiciness. It's had drama. It's had uh, its sweet spots. It's had its very analytical uh, dives into things. Uh, everyone in the comments is roasting me on Simpsons trivia. I don't care, guys. That I don't care either. As hell, you know. I I haven't watched The Simpsons <laughs> since DK Vine was a thing. So like, whenever people get up my ass about The Simpsons, oh, it's actually good again. Like, I just don't care. I'm not going to get reinvested in something I don't care about anymore. Yeah, it's no Family Guy. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, Heil, how do you feel that's gone? Like, that specific jump from having a uh, a permanent co-host to having a rotating cast? It was probably the riskiest decision I made at a very overwhelming time in both my personal life and my burgeoning professional career uh, with DK Vine. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's the best decision I've made. Um, it... it as you said, added so much variety to the conversation. And I, I like I don't really talk about my methods that much on the podcast, but I do carefully consider who my co-host will be for the topic at hand. For example, uh, doing a performance review. That's only an episode that Mitchell could do because Mitchell's the only one who would ever think of it. Absolutely. But, but yeah. So, so Chad and I, of course, had a very, probably not likable for everybody, but it was a very, um, likable repartee. We, we had, we, we clicked. We, we were kind of like sugar and spice. I'll leave it to you to decide who is who, but. It was um, a, a very effective creative partnership when it was uh, active. And I, I think, you know, it would have probably run its course. And I think trying to replicate it, I, I think trying to find another co-host who could bring that same energy with me would have been a fallacy. And what I definitely didn't want to do was do the, like, daily show style. We're just going to try out different people, and then maybe we'll find one that will make the permanent co-host. Because uh, 
That, that is what I assumed you were doing. No. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I will say season five, wh- when this was all shaking out, my least favorite season of the conversation. It, w- it was the season where I was feeling my least confident and I was just struggling to keep all of these balls in the air without having any like um any give like i i wasn't willing to concede defeat where like before like you know we we would take turns editing the podcast um it wouldn't all be in one person's lap and suddenly it was and i i was right. just taking on more work than ever but i wasn't willing to let the conversation wither and die and so it, it was a risky gambit, like, and luckily, you know, with the staff that we had brought on, they were already experienced doing their own podcast. So it wasn't like I was training babies or anything. They all had their own particular energy that they could bring to it. And I think what I just had to learn was how to tailor each person's knowledge, expertise, and personality to any given topic. And... Once once I hit upon that and once I just developed that sort of sixth sense or seventh sense or whatever, I realized like, okay, this is a winning formula. Like I, I feel like maybe the show has legs and um, it's n- not something I'm ever going to go back on. Like there won't ever be a permanent co-host again with me. It's just... I I really like this format because plus also just on a selfish side of things, it's also an excuse to hang out with my friends who live around the world. Sure. Every week. So, so like uh, Josh Wallen, the geek critique and I discuss this all the time. Like our method of hanging out is doing the podcast together and it's a great way to catch up. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to have some laughs. And I think that's the kind of, relaxed podcasting that really brings me joy. That's when it doesn't feel like work. That's when it just feels like, okay, we're having a good time and, and hopefully our audience is having a good time with us. Um, part of this performance review, in my opinion, uh, should be me giving you information about things that you have been doing that you might not have thought of in these ways uh, that, that I've thought about them. So, um, humor me a little bit for just a moment because I, I have a theory, Uh-oh. a hypothesis really, Okay. because a theory would need to be proven and it's not, um, that you, um, the move specifically to say nothing of, of the quality of the show that you had when you were with Chad, uh, which I think was incredibly high and, and, um, to say nothing of the quality of the show after Chad left, uh, the, the repartee that you two had was a, a big reason that I listened to the show and uh, became a fan myself. Uh, but in that move to um, have a rotating cast of co-hosts, you addressed what I believe is the number one weakness of DK Vine as a platform before that moment. And I, I'm wondering if you can even guess what I think it was. Um, probably insular references 
two things. No, we love those. Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, my, my uh, thing about this was that before that moment, uh, I, I believe both you and Chad uh, had always said that DK Vine as an institution is a parody fan site <laughs> where it's a parody of people that care too much about like the, these silly internet nerd things. Uh, so we're, we're sort of making fun of the idea of caring this much about it um, while also kind of just outright doing it. I always thought that was bullshit and I hated it. Uh, for one, I can tell you do love it. So oh, why, yeah. like, what are we doing? What are we talking <laughs> right, about? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, for two, in being more sincere, you can open so many more doors, especially for comedy. Because we care about a thing, we can talk about it uh, using a shared language with all of the listeners of the podcast, for example, that might also care about it and also talk about it. Uh, so... In getting a rotating cast of co-hosts, I don't know if you've consciously done this, but um, in, in choosing a co-host based on what they're going to talk about, you've made the show so much more uh, sincere and interested. The show is interested. I, I don't know if the show is interesting. That depends on you, listener, what you're interested in. But the show is interested in what it's talking about all the time because it always has the right person to be interested in it. I think that is an immense improvement over the uh, DK Vine of 10, uh, 10 to 15 or so years ago. Yeah. And it's something to be really proud of that uh, you've accomplished. So I will agree with you there. Not that I've disagreed with you on anything really that you're saying thus far, but I definitely, definitely, as soon as the words started to come out of your mouth, I knew where this was going, and I chuckled because I completely agree. So, for for, for the record, like, the whole DK Biden is a parody of fan sites. It's not something I ever fully subscribe to myself, right? Um, I feel like that was the bedtime story we told ourselves to make ourselves feel better because of said societal pressure to either put away childish things or to like look look at these games that are starring a bunch of silly monkeys and googly-eyed monstrosities. And like, well, you know, nobody takes this stuff seriously, so we can't take it seriously because then nobody will take us seriously. And, um... I think that's partly the culture and society DK Vine came up in when it was founded in 1999 and just the kind of like, oh, nerds talking about nerd stuff online, the internet. And of course, now in that time, that massive gulf of time, that almost quarter century that we've been online um, and has seen like the internet become just a basic utility in everybody's pocket and has seen the passions of fan culture become ubiquitous, become mainstream. Even if people are getting tired of comic book movies, it's still something that you don't shy away from. I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of that. It used to be, if you're an adult, the only socially acceptable thing you could be a fan of was sports. And you could be as weird 
and obsessive about it as possible. And it was okay because it was deemed respectable. Uh, but if you're into Star Trek or Star Wars, just and genre stuff, comic books, video games, uh, and and the the less like mainstream the video game, or maybe not even mainstream, but the more um, the more that it veers from things that prop up either like people's fragile masculinity or, you know, just, uh, oh, I, I'm into video games. I like Call of Duty and Madden, you know, and you can be into Call of Duty and Madden and that's perfectly fine. I'm not saying that there's an issue with that, but I'm saying we build up these barriers where I was like, oh, yeah, we we like Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, ironically, am I right? No, this is what it would look like if you're in a Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it would look like if yeah. we put 25 years into a Donkey Kong website. It's not that. It's just what it would look like if we did that. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, yeah. I, I sort of just rolled with the punches because if it made us feel better, fine. But I was always the more... I don't want to say obsessive. I was always the most, like, um, blatantly passionate about arguing things like canon and continuity and where the various islands were in relation to each. Like, that's the kind of stuff I really get into is, okay, so the the creators have done, like, 75% of the work for us. What if we bring it all the way home for them and fill in the missing pieces? And... Sure. That that was always part of my persona on DK Vine, right? Uh, but I think what happened around the time, I mean, a little bit before the the time of, of this shift, but definitely when when I did become the sole editor in chief of DK Vine, the sole permanent host of the conversation, is that I also just developed a massive distaste for cynicism and I, I I saw the virtue of just earnestly embracing something. If something doesn't bring people harm, if, if it's not an outwardly toxic thing to be a fan of, then what is it hurting? If it brings people joy and if it can bring people together, then why are we hiding our love for this when our whole reason for being here is our love for this? So it it was a conscious decision on my part around that time to drop the act. And just, I think I, I've talked about this before uh, when, when I addressed like why we pulled earlier seasons of the show, I stopped hiding behind an act. I started being the real me for the first time. Um, and that, that was not just in the kind of humor, the, the, the kind of personas we hid behind, but it was also just, uh, like in our MO, in, in our sort of manifesto for why we're doing it. If we're no longer going to hide behind this parody of a fan site, we are a fan site. We are a news source. We are a celebration of these terrific games that these people made. Um, and, uh, I, th- I think, what was really affirming for me was so, so I was running DK Vine's Facebook page and this was back when like Facebook was uh, the, the popular social media platform. This was like before your grandparents were on Facebook. Um, and I, I developed like 34,000 followers on Facebook running the DK Vine uh, Facebook page. And 
seeing the amount of fans for these games from around the world, it was just so clarifying for me. It's like, this stuff brings people together and it helps people find community. And we should be embracing that. Absolutely. I think it's a... um... In short, it's a great move. It's a it's a great and noticeable from the outside move um, that happened even after um, the conversation became woke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just even after that, you you got a different flavor of woke, and it's a better one. It's a always increasing qualities in your flavors of woke. <laughs> The, the, do the flavors include spicy? We'll move on. Uh, the <laughs> final and current period of Donkey Kong Vine history. Donkey, don't call is, it that. Um, <laughs> the DK could stand Kyle for Russell anything. History. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It's uh, Dinky Kong history uh, is... The current era, I don't know if we've settled on a name to describe what is happening now. You could call it the COVID era if you want to be <laughs> a real bummer about it. Um, or the post-Platonic era, maybe. The post-Ukulele era. Um, post-Platonic, makes it, post-Platonic makes it sound like they're shuttered. Like It makes it sound like they're, they're no longer making games. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it, post-Ukulele games for now then um <laughs> but i think in in terms of the de- de- uh defining what's happened to the website i would i would say just post renaissance it is the post renaissance now it's, it's um, the it is cool not down. the renaissance anymore okay. it's another thing it's a the cool we can call it the cool down you want to yeah. call it that that's kind of fun uh during the cool down which uh Started with an outbreak in March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly. Roughly. Uh, we've been in there a few, for a few uh, years. It's been described as a drought for the DKU. Uh, we have had updates to uh, Sea of Thieves and Smash Brothers. We've had Donkey Kong appearing in several Mario spinoffs. But uh, by and large, it has been pretty light. Maybe the lightest period since um well really i guess just the whole time but um that's just about the games that are being covered i want to talk about the projects that are going on now because i think the biggest uh moment in this post renaissance era the cooldown era is for for dk vine i mean uh is you going independent you going full time you running the website as your main Deal. This has changed some things for you, at least. Yes. Uh, so, you've talked about it before. You, you've said this is going to be a great thing for you, uh, both personally and also uh, professionally, and also just for the lifeblood of the website. I tend to agree. Um, what's next? What's the next period? What are we going to call it? Well, Andre uh, suggested this period could be called the Anticipation Era. To be concluded when either Donkey Kong or Anticipation finally gets a new entry, which uh, I I do like that because this this does feel like massive amount of foreplay, right? Which I love. I love 
getting all worked up um, mm-hmm. bef- before uh, the climax, if you will. But um, I, I, I like what? What? What are you asking, Mitchell? Like, what, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I got distracted uh, we can, by we can sex. Move on. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a nickel, uh, what more can we do? Is my new question to you. <laughs> what more can we do as the uh, the surrounding constellation uh, in, in in DK Bind? And you can take that to mean either conversation co-hosts, of which I am one, or uh, just the general populace that interacts with DK Vine. What would you prefer we do? What could we do to make it better? You don't owe anything. You don't have to do anything. What are you talking about? We don't have to, but what could we do? Well, I don't know. Like, if, that's... If, it's not if we my were place. in a generous mood. It's not my place to define your arc. Like, <laughs> if you want to contribute, great. If not, that's completely understandable. Um, I, I just hope you continue being in that constellation, because I really enjoy having you in my life, Mitchell. I... What I said about Cameron and Jeff and Matt and and Joe and, you know, by extension, everyone else on the DK Vine staff, um, David, and we've got Gibbon and uh, the Idaho crew now. And and um, I, I, I include you there, Mitchell. Uh, I, I include, you know, Josh and Malik and, and we've got Courtney and... Just everybody who's been on this podcast and has stuck with me, you are my very best friends. You you really are. And I know that it might be weird because we uh, we don't live adjacent to each other. We don't see each other IRL all that much, you know. Uh, but genuinely, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I love all of you. And it's been so... It's meant so much to me that you've stuck by me uh, through your own career aspirations, through your own journeys on this spinning blue and green globe. And uh, I I just want to thank you uh, because I could not do this without our staff, my friends, and our audience, Um, the the people who listen to this podcast every episode or, or even infrequently uh the people who follow us on social media read the website watch the streams or videos i i you all mean so much to me even if you don't like make yourself known even if i don't know who you are um i still appreciate you i see you in in the spiritual sense so i i i just hope you stick with me because I really do feel like I'm capable of so much more than I've been able to deliver, especially since 2017, especially since um, I, I've been really going at this uh, as the sole like driving creative force at DK Vine, not to just diminish, you know, everything our staff does and has brought to the table, but I'm, I'm the one who, you know, has to stamp all the decision-making. So, uh, yeah, it it just I, I I hope you uh you you don't grow tired of me uh because 
I feel like I am but uh what what's the Pokemon that's uh the in the cocoon and then it comes out and it's a beautiful butterfly? A caterpillar. Well, no, I'm not talking about a caterpillar. I'm talking I'm trying to speak to your level. And I know you like Pokemon, Mitchell. What is the uh, Caterpie and what what's the middle state of the Caterpie? Caterpie actually doesn't evolve. It's just the one thing. Well, I, th- I thought it became a butterfly. Nope. So, Heil, <laughs> thank you so much. That was really beautiful. Um, I have just a few um, very quick questions I want to get through. Sure. Uh, we, maybe we can call it a lightning round. Okay. Um, please limit your answers to three to four sentences. Three to four um, sentences? I'm not capable I of do- that. I know. It, it, it's something that we're going to be testing here today. It's also right. part of your performance review. All right. Okay. Uh, All your right. brevity. Oh. Um, so, number one of these. Are we goal-driven or reactive as a project? Is the DK Vine project goal-driven or reactive? Goal-driven, but reactive when necessary. Is the uh, is the prosperity of your work tied to the prosperity of the DKU? I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of the DKU. So no. I could subside on just the games we've had and spend the rest of my life discussing them. How do you feel about having tied yourself to a rule-based system for what you cover when other fan sites of a similar ilk uh, can just decide? Keeps me honest. Okay. Uh, What if there was a Donkey Kong fan website of the uh, quality and caliber that there used to be, of of, like a number of them actually, uh, that somehow gained enough traction to become a major competitor to uh, DK Vine. How would we feel about that? I would welcome it. I feel like competition only makes us better. And we are not adversaries with fellow fans. We are partners. Was the Rare Renaissance all it's cracked up to be? It depends what you're looking for. But personally, I believe it was. Which aspect of the DKU... These are not performance review questions anymore. <laughs> which which aspect of the DKU uh, do you believe fans should be most attentive to in terms of um, being excited for new things? Rare IP, Nintendo IP, or Platonic IP? I can say with confidence... Donkey Kong and Platonic, yes. Rare IP, it's a crapshoot. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Um, now, at the beginning of this, uh, somewhere near the beginning of this episode, mm. I said that I want you to leave here today with a job description. Mm. A, a formal idea of what Heil Russell does and 
something that we can come back to and say, well, has Heil Russell been doing that? Uh, so with everything that we've talked about today, do you think that you've gotten any more insight than maybe you had before into what we should, uh, what, what we should put down on paper as your job description? I would say being the ringleader of the greatest Donkey Kong and Rare related show on earth. And I mean show in the wow. broader sense, like a circus, right? I don't just mean this podcast. I mean my whole life is a performance, Mitchell, and my whole life I give to DK Vine. Wow, Heil. I had one more question sure, uh, from my sure. lightning round that I forgot to to do. I feel, what I feel, is I, I, DK Vine's role as a vibe contributor? Nothing but good vibes. Nothing but chill vibes. Is that something vibes. you're responsible for, though? Or is that just something that you have right now? No, I feel like I am responsible for the vibes of, of our audience. Hmm. I want people to always feel good coming out of any of our ventures. Uh, if, if I harsh anybody's mellow, if I bring down the vibes if if i have some sour vibes that i'm responsible for then i'm not doing my job adequately okay well thank you very much for being with us here today heil um the office has been i need to open a window in the office it it, it performance reviews just bring out the worst in both of us it seems yes. uh, but i i can say that it's been a pleasure being here uh, now, if you would step outside for just a moment, I am going to uh, speak to your employer, Heil Russell, about the results of today's uh, performance interview. Oh, okay. So I, I should, I should go, well, and then I should come back in. I suppose we could do it that way. Okay. Okay. But by the way, these performance reviews usually go over two hours. It's okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm heading out. Hold on. Hi. Hi. Uh, you wanted hey. to talk to me? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So we just did, uh, we just did Heil's performance review. Uh -huh. uh, and we, we just have some findings based on what we've talked about today. Um, some some uh, needs improvement category items and some uh, things that we're really happy about. And in fact, just let's start by saying 95% things that we're really, really happy about. Okay. Um, so in case you were thinking of firing or lowering the pay on Heil Russell, uh, we would advise against doing that because first and foremost, Heil Russell is a pillar of the Donkey Kong fan community that does not deserve him. Uh, he has been the most active, the most persuasive, the most important and the most spiritually condensing aspect of any kind of fan community that we've ever seen. Uh, that said, he is um, being burdened a little bit by something, well, frankly, I, I think is something that we should talk about as, as a shortcoming of expectations. You see, 
he thinks that he's very responsible for uh, the vibe of the uh, Donkey Kong fan community. And after doing some research and, and looking into that claim, we found that actually he is extremely not responsible for the general happiness of the fan community. And it needs to be understood that even when things aren't going all right, which is sometimes the reality of the situation that we find ourselves in, it's not something that he can take into his own can hands and uh, feel one way about or another in terms of his success. He is successful as long as he is feeling. Not feeling good, just feeling. Also, uh, there has been a legitimate uh, criticism that of the aspects of his job that he is responsible for, he has been neglecting Viva Pinata. I think we'll just write that down and uh, convert that to a goal. Let's say this time next year, uh, we would like to see some Viva Pinata uh, exploration at the very least. We don't need to get far into things, but uh, this time next year, we should have cracked that egg into the bowl. Uh, finally, finally, and just, uh, just this last bit here, um, Heil Russell has been doing this podcast for a number of years and has been increasingly successful at making a show that is sincere in, uh, how much it cares. It's a very caring show. It's a very, um safe show for a lot of people to come back to. It's something that we're very proud of him for. That said, it has been recommended that he do an episode about drugs and mind-altering substances in the DKU by an experienced radio producer, and that's simply yeah. not something that we can ignore. Absolutely um, not. So you'll have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jotting that down. Finally, and... Yeah, the, the 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 very last thing that we had from Heil Russell's uh, performance review is that on his own accord, he said, uh, and we did write this down, that he is word for word here, capable of so much more than what we've been given, and I think that there there's a lot of good in that. Um, in, in that sentiment and a lot of a, a lot of worry from us as well it's great that we think that the uh, the ceiling on this thing can just explode through several stories of additional ceilings above it we're very happy to see that uh, but uh, more than what we've been given it does feel that Heil Russell is taking our satisfaction with the DKU a bit personally and it might be negative, uh, negatively affecting his feelings and thus negatively affecting his ability to be a good webmaster for DKVine.net. Uh, so all of those things put in together, uh, I think we would be uh, very confident giving him a, uh, a report card with a 94%. Uh, that's a solid A. And... We're excited to see what kind of progress he makes next year this time. Well, if if this is the way you feel, I can't dispute it entirely. I I would maybe lower that score just a little bit 
and suggest a slight pay decrease because I don't know. DK Vine is one thing, but have you seen Cerebi.net? It's terrific. It's a terrific resource for Pokemon. They contain up-to-date news, databases, and information about all of the Pokemon video games. Also, the collectible card game sets and the TV show. I highly recommend Cerebi.net. And until Heil meets those standards, I'm afraid we have to give him a solid C-. This has been a File 2 production. Qué rico.